Today I'm going to be interviewing Donna Teach. She is Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio, which is great because actually when I was a child I attended or went to as a patient at uh, Children's Hospital. Um, her talk is going to be about models and metrics at Shishmid coming up, models and metrics, developing scorecards that thrill CEOs, and she'll be speaking on this topic on Thursday afternoon. So if you have time and you can make it, that'd be terrific. And even if you can't, this should be a really valuable phone call and podcast for you. Welcome, Donna. Hey, Stuart. How are you? It's nice to talk to one of our patient alumni. Glad, you're, uh, glad you had a good experience with us when you were a kid. I did. I'm still here, too, which is <laughs> important. So, That's no, good. It, was, uh, it was treated very well there, although things are certainly, um, I'm sure I've heard, have grown quite a bit since I was there. Yeah, we've been busy. We've uh, been busy <laughs> growing and expanding. So, yeah. Well, good. Good. Well, thanks for this opportunity. Sure. So what, what I wanted to talk to you about today was really to get a sense your uh, the topic of your talk really caught my attention because, A, of course, I have been in children's hospital as a child, but, B, the whole idea of metrics and results is really at the core of my company's philosophy, so I'm always looking for things like that. And so when I saw your topic, it really intrigued me, which is why I thought it would be fun to interview you in advance of the meeting. So what I'd like to do during our call, and this can be pretty informal, but just to kind of give us a sense of the kinds of things uh, that you plan on talking about, and maybe some of the takeaways that uh, would be useful for our listeners as well. Sure, yeah. I'm really excited to be um, having the opportunity to do this talk, and I'm actually going to be co-presenting with Stephanie Cannon, and um, Stephanie is my um, Director for Interactive and E-Business Strategy here at Nationwide Children's, and um, she's going to be joining me because the whole idea of analytics related to interactive online and social strategy is part of our scorecards and accountability measures is really an up-and-coming area, and so she's really going to be able to share some latest insights in that area. But the whole reason we're presenting this is um, uh, whenever we're out in the community, and I'm lucky enough to serve on the Shizmid board, so I get a chance to interact with a lot of our members, and people consistently talk about, you know, how do I show value for what I'm doing? How do I justify growing my resources? How do I keep my resources from being cut? Um, and those are all ever-increasing challenges in today's healthcare environment. And so whether you look at any other industry, a lot of the accountability metrics that are used and tools that are used in other industries are um, scorecards and dashboards and reports. And um, what we're going to hit on in the session is it's very practical. First of all, what's the difference between those things? What are they? Um, why do you need them? Um, which accountability metric is right for you? And kind of how do you get started? This is going to be kind of a very practical hands-on session. Um, and should give people really the tools and tactics they need to kind of evaluate which tool might be right for them, how do they get started, and, and what are some of the considerations when you look at building a really good accountability system within your, your marketing or PR function. Terrific. So how about we uh, maybe do a little bit of a preview on the types of tools that are available and the differentiating factors between them? Right, absolutely. And, and um, with your agency, you guys are probably pr pr pretty familiar with this, but um, a lot of people, um, are, it's an unfamiliarity to them. So what's the difference between a scorecard and a dashboard? And in this session, we're actually going to look at examples and show some different um, uh, models for how these are set up. But in its truest term, um, a balanced scorecard um, uh, is something that actually will display um, uh, performance information in sort of a prescriptive format. Um, it's always going to include um, objectives. So what was the goal? 
it's going to include a measure. <laughs> so what exactly is it that we're trying to measure and how are we performing on it? And then um, just about every scorecard includes what's called a stoplight indicator. So how are we doing towards that metric? Is it a red light, a yellow light, or a green light? Obviously red means we're off target, means we're, yellow means we're having some issues, green means we're on target. And the key thing about scorecards is they should be an at-a-glance view. You know, you should be able to look at them in a couple minutes and, and your senior leadership team, that's the goal of these is what is your senior, is valuable to your senior leadership team. Um, uh, they can take a look at what you're doing and it gives you an opportunity to talk about action planning. Um, dashboards, on the other hand, are a little bit more loosely defined. Um, they're more open to interpretation. Um, uh, tactically, they often feature graphs, charts, gauges, or other indicators um, that can kind of give you that at-a-glance view, but a lot of times they're not necessarily always um, against goal. Um, but they do help you kind of gauge how you're doing against certain parameters. Um, they give you an at-a-glance view, and they can help you shape strategy. And then there is the opportunity for what we call it, we jokingly call a scoreboard, but it sort of brings together a scorecard and a dashboard. Um, and you're seeing those increasingly in sort of report formats where you might have some indicators that you're measuring in a scorecard format with a, with a stoplight, um, as well as some dashboard indicators. Um, but we're going to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of these, like what's right for you. And, um, I, you know, a lot of times I argue people feel like, well, I have to have a dashboard, I have to uh, have a scorecard. And the big thing we really want to talk through in a session is that this kind of accountability is like snowflakes. It's not the same for any two organizations. So you really have to understand what's of value to your senior leadership. You know, what are you trying to do with your accountability? What is your senior team looking for? And that should drive your decision about which of these tools you might use. Some CEOs love scorecards. Some of them don't like them. You know, um, some of them want other types of reporting metrics, and we're actually going to share some examples of what we use here at Nationwide Children's um, in terms of, of what you might consider with how to get started. And we're always like to involve the audience because I know other people are doing really cool things, and we're going to ask them to share them during the session as well. Sure. It sounds like a great session. How, what kind of response have you received from your executive leadership with these kinds of tools? Right. Well, um, I'm a little bit of an analytics geek, which Stevie would reinforce if she was on this call. Um, I guess, I, you know, I've been doing healthcare marketing for um, longer than I care to admit. And whenever I speak to my staff, I always tell them, you know, I work in a nonprofit healthcare setting, as do most of our peers. And every dollar they're investing in what we do is a dollar they're not investing in direct patient care. And so I oftentimes have to sit in a meeting where I'm looking across at a nurse or a physician who's asking for more patient care you know, providers or a new piece of technology, and I have to advocate for my CEO why he or she should spend money in my marketing and PR buckets versus the other clinical agenda. So accountability is very important to us, and we kind of use it in three ways. Um, we, use, we use everything. We use scorecards, we use dashboards, um, we use scoreboards, <laughs> uh, and we use reports. And we really use them in three ways. Um, we use them to manage up, which is kind of my job. Um, how do I look at the high-level priorities that my senior leadership and board have set for me, and how do I let them know how we're tracking against them? So um, how do I keep my, my CEO in, in, in touch? We use them to manage out. 
with our clients. And with our clients, we use a lot of dashboards. Um, you know, how are we performing to the metrics that we set? What's the data that we're watching quarter by quarter? And a lot of this is what we're doing with web analytics and our campaigns. How are they performing? that allows us to sort of tweak strategy and keep our clients engaged and apprised of what we're doing. And we do a, a number of those with our various clients. And then we use them to manage in, um, again, more in a, score, um, a scoreboard format, or excuse me, a scorecard format um, with our staff, because every one of my staff is on a scorecard for their annual performance. And that's really important because it allows us to identify, you know, we're the most important indicators and, and things that we want you to achieve this year, allows us to track throughout the year how they're performing for them. And then when reviews come, there's no surprises. You know, we're evaluating to how they perform to their scorecard and their top priorities for the year. I imagine that um, it's uh, dealing with doctors as well as executives as I do. I imagine that this form of um, reporting really wants you points with the doctors who are used to looking at marketing as sort of airy fairy, smoke and mirror stuff. Have yeah, you, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it depends on the doc, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, but just like administrators, I think some physicians, as a group, right, they tend to be more analytic. We all know that. But at the same time, they're the first ones to want to sit there and tear all the data apart. So sometimes I find with the physicians, the dashboards are actually even more helpful because I don't, I want them to focus and get involved in strategy and dialogue with me. Um, you know, of course, we're looking at some of the, the um, what are our referral volumes, how we're we doing in patient volume, those kind of things. But, um, you know, a lot of times I find with my docs that I really want them to get engaged in strategy with me. Um, and so I, I have to kind of assess each doctor one by one, see what, you know, see what they need and kind of adjust our reporting strategy accordingly. But, um, you know, we've, we've been able to get our docs pretty engaged in, particularly with like the web analytics. I've been really excited um, about our physicians' engagement and interest in understanding social media, online strategy, how SEO, SEM works, and, and they're kind of data geeks, which is, is kind of fun. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's terrific. And it's so in line with sort of our philosophy as well. One of the things that I thought was interesting was also your uh, comment a moment ago about getting resources or allocating resources. And what mm -hmm. I am finding, I actually wrote an article about this a while back, that for some of the more profitable service lines, we actually have doctors who are outspending hospitals big time because they're looking at things from a return on investment standpoint, whereas the hospital is usually looking at it from many different standpoints and different mm -hmm. sort of competing points of view. So I can see how uh, looking at things in terms of um, return on investment for various resources probably works for you. Can you think of any particularly interesting anecdote where that really paid off for you? Well, I think the goal is always predictive investment, right? So if I was selling used cars and I knew if I spent 1% of my total budget on advertising, it's going to get me this much more sales, right? So in the retail environment, that's generally how it works. Way more complex in healthcare, right? But I feel, think we're still looking for predictive models. So when the CFO comes to me and says, well, you're asking for you know, $250,000 more for this campaign, how much more business is that going to bring us? Or what would happen if I cut your budget by X? 
Um, and a lot of times we struggle in healthcare to answer that question because we don't have sort of the predictive ROI. And I think that's what we're all striving for. And candidly, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in the session, but we could spend a lot more time of how the Internet and online um, strategy is really opening up opportunities for us in healthcare to do much more um, predictive ROI. So I'd spent this much in SEM, or you know, I generated this many click-throughs. Out of those click-throughs, I generated this many prospects. Out of those prospects, I converted this many patients. You know, I mean, it's and and you know, they came in through the internet. <laughs> you know exactly what they did when they came in on the internet, and and you can track them through the system in a much tighter way than you can do with a lot of our other general campaigns. So I'm I'm super excited about the pathways that interactive strategies opening up for us. But I think the bottom line at the end of the day is you're organ you have to build a culture of understanding around marketing because um, and, and, and engagement around marketing and, and public relations investments because if you're have to, having to justify every single investment that you make, I mean, that's, that's a tough road to go. I think overall the organization has to have confidence in what you're doing. They have to be able to see how their money is being spent. They have to see the return on the investment in a way that is relevant and important to them. And, and again, we're going to show some examples of that, of things that don't have anything to do with ROI but are just as valuable in terms of analytics and reporting. For example, in our earned media, some of our earned media tracking that we do and some of the board reporting that I do for my CEO um, uh, really isn't even ROI related, but it still is tremendously important. Terrific. I have one last question for you. Um, you guys are pretty far down the path. We work with a lot of hospitals, a lot of providers, and some do a really good job of tracking some, you know, kind of almost don't know how to spell it. I mean, it's not, it's not something they do. And I can sense from talking to uh, some people at hospitals, you know, a lot of, you mentioned this also earlier in your comments, you know, in terms of just proving your own job or the value of marketing in general. And certainly in these days of constant chaos and cuts and restructuring and so forth, I can see that some people may be excited about this idea of proving results, but also at the same time very fearful <laughs> about right. showing results because once they've sold the management on this idea, it's kind of hard to go backwards. What would you advise someone like that? Uh, you know, I'll tell you because I know this whole idea is where do I even start? And there are some people in our field who are doing amazing things. And in looking at what they do, they all do one thing really well, and that is goal setting. I think a lot of times we as marketers and communication professionals don't take the time to agree on very well-articulated goals before we start. Um, and so we get to the end of a process, and we don't know what to measure because we don't know what the agreed-upon goal was. And what I see people in our field doing really, really well, and what I really try, I always try to help people is goals are sexy um, because it can lead to a really critical conversation when you start a project. Somebody comes to you and says, well, we need to grow a service line. Okay, well, I could go forward and put, here's my plan, here's my plan, go, 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 versus um, having that really critical conversation to make sure everyone is clear on what is the goal, what is it we're trying to achieve, how are we going to measure that outcome, can we measure that outcome, are we in agreeing with this one, it's not about measuring a, a, a you know, what is it that we're trying to measure, what is it, what's going to prove success? And the people I see, if I was going to say to anybody, and we're, again, we're going to talk about goal setting in the session um, because I'm pretty maniacal about it, is 
how do you have that critical conversation um, that really helps get you started out on the road to accountability on the right foot, which is what's most important for us to be doing and what is it we're trying to achieve? So if I was going to say to anybody, where are you going to start? Um, uh, look at your goals. And um, I hope people are going to be able to join us in Philly. We're going to be having a lot of fun, and it'll be pretty informal, and, and we'll, we'll hopefully cover a lot of stuff. We only have 60 minutes, so we'll see how far we get. Huh. Wow, this has been terrific already. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you face-to-face -face and sitting in on your session as well. So thank you, Donna, that you were terrific today. Thank you.